Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have so very much to get into today, including Zion Williamson having an Instagram model go off on him because he got another girl pregnant. I can't wait to talk about this one. Obviously, we're going to touch on our thoughts, games one and two of the finals, and how we feel about tonight's game three. Another thing we're going to discuss is Chris Paul being waived from the Phoenix Suns. I got three yeah. spots I'd like to see him. Uh, already. Already? Yeah, already. Already? But first, speaking of landing spots, and you know, you see the title, you see the thumbnail. Cooper sent me this fantastic article from Bleacher Report earlier today, and it's 10 free agents who need to leave their current situation. And I, I want to start with a little bit of home cooking because on this list, <laughs> yeah, he was number two, wasn't he? Yeah, on this list is Dylan Brooks of the Memphis Grizzlies, and obviously the Grizzlies want him out. I think Dylan Brooks wants out. And just to retrace some steps, DB asked for twenty five million dollars per year after averaging ten points on thirty percent shooting in the playoffs, and he also asked for a bigger role on offense. Memphis thought the re- role was big enough. Where do you want to see him? Shanghai, <laughs> Taiwan. Uh, no, in all seriousness, the guy in this. Uh, let me shout his out. Dan Favale um, did a great job with his article because he actually went in depth on all these players. And this isn't like a list of just like every big name free agent out there. It's just a list of guys that can definitely use a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. And Dylan, Dylan can. Um, and he mentioned in here uh, <laughs> he's one of the most damaging offensive players in the NBA, but. He is a defensive guy. Like I mean, he is a guy that will play the best player on the team. I mean, if you listen, I, I know I mentioned podcast piece article over and over again, but right. podcast or play. Uh, Paul George was literally like, dude, he defended me every time. He defends Paul George every night, and then he defends LeBron James the next night. Like that's who he is. And, and like he, he that's valuable. Carl Anthony Towns on another night, he could Jokic defend. Sean. Yeah, <laughs> like, he could I mean, defend Jokic. It's he he could guard literally one through five. Steph Curry the next night after yeah. Garden Cat. He is amazing defensively. He just, just handicaps you offensively, yeah. and he handicaps you in front of a microphone, obviously. We saw that yeah. in front of the world with the L.A. Lakers. But Dylan Brooks, obviously he's been tied to the Rockets. I think that's a name. I've been on this pod saying the Cavs need a small forward. I wouldn't be surprised there. The Kings, if they choose not to pay Harrison Barnes for whatever reason, could go after him. I like the but, Kings. Yeah, I think I like it's best for both worlds that he's out of the Memphis uh, organization. All right, hold on. Before I say this team – is he getting twenty five million from anybody? He, no, Dylan Brooks is not getting twenty five okay. million dollars from anybody. You're gonna hate me. I could. He would fit best in an offense where there's so much spacing that he can't actually hurt you by not being able to hit right. a three. Mm-hmm. Because Dylan is actually pretty decent when he puts the ball on the court and goes to the rim. Like he takes the most weird off balance shots I've ever seen in my life. But like. He makes those more than he makes stand, set and shoot. Threes. I don't even care about those shots if you just take eight of them yeah. instead of twenty one of them. Well. I asked about the money thing because, honestly, Golden State would work. That's a lot of space, and he doesn't have to be the offensive guy, and he can be the defensive guy if they choose to lose Wiggins to keep Clay or Draymond. Can you imagine him and Draymond Green on the same oh team? God, Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green on the same team. You thought you thought Draymond knocked Jordan Poole's ass out? Uh, you he, just wait till training camp this year. UFC fight <laughs> oh night God. every night. Like you just wait night. till this year. Every wow, night. the Warriors is interesting. It's bro. interesting to think about. They need that, perimeter defense, and. I mean, he he gives you that. Like, Clay you don't Tom- need offense. You Cl- need a defender. Clay Thompson used to be one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Ever since that injury, he still can get in front of you, but he's not what he was. Steph Curry, we know the effort he puts out on offense, and Draymond Green. Outside of him, you don't really have an all NBA defender. And to be fair, you could sign and trade and get Jaron's best friend to Memphis. Look at him, Jordan Bull. Look at him. No, it's just, it's just like it's, I just don't want Jordan Bull. No, it's family. funny to me because I I know your history with Jordan Bull. You hate JP three. I can't stand him. Honestly, I, was on side. <laughs> I would love a Jordan Bull off the bench, oh, but yeah. just with our defense, we already have Ja. He, as great as he is defensively, is not not good at all. Good, not good at all. We have to hide him just like Atlanta does with Trey Young. I, I don't know if that would JP three in Memphis, but let's get into another free agent. Why don't we? Jay Crowder. 
Jay Crowder, Milwaukee Bucks. I want him. Bring him to Memphis. Boss man, 9-9. We all know that he kind of sat out like most of last year with the Phoenix Suns. Didn't like the situation there. And then when the Bucks got bounced in the playoffs, Jay Crowder was not happy because he never knew his role. And I, I hate to break it to Jay, probably because he was only there for two weeks of the regular season. Yeah. It's probably why you don't know your role. But yeah. where do you want to see Jay Crowder? Honestly, on a, I like him being on a competitive team. I like him being on young teams because I feel like he did a really good job with the Grizzlies. So I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him on the Grizzlies. If the Rockets do decide they want to be like all in on something, I'd be fine with a team like that. Um, I'd be fine with the uh, the Thunder. I, I think I like that fit there. Uh, I I like him next to Gideon Shea. Like another like I like him with young pieces that are competitive. I feel like they already have that competitive. That competitiveness, but he like elevates that, and he's a great role player. He fills his role and does it every night. I feel that. Just to name a couple contenders that he could also be on, uh, a return to Miami. I would not be opposed yeah, to. Wouldn't be opposed. Um, also, he's such a Tom Thibodeau guy that I don't think has ever played for Tom yeah. Thibodeau. Up in New York, I think that would be exciting. With depending on what Josh Hart chooses to do. I mean, he did get in a fight last time he was in Mass. Yeah, he did do that. that. Yeah. Marcus Morris decided he was trying yeah. to like fight everybody. Yeah, he was out, out in front of John doing that. That was hilarious. Um, but I'm with you. I like him amongst young guys. I think as start like as far as developing a culture. Him next to LaMelo Ball in Charlotte would be dope and kind of – Mark Williams, too? Yeah, and kind of if they go ahead and get Brandon Miller at two. Oh, that, um, yeah, I, would I think that. that would be a great big brother type of thing if the Hornets and went out and got Jay Crowder instead of you know moving off of Gordon Hayward or Terry Rozier, whoever else they want to move off of. He'd be a great vet I for LaMelo Ball, I think. I didn't even think about that one. That was good. Let's get into the next free agent, Seth Curry. Uh, we all know the sniper he is up for Brooklyn. That fit looks so good when Kyrie and KD and all them cats were yeah. there, but now it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you're not getting, I mean, perfect world, the Nets get Damian Lillard, but I just, oh, God, I just don't think it happens. <laughs> um, Honestly, fit for him would be the Lakers. He, I feel like he's not going to demand as much as he had right now because I'm pretty sure he's on like 10, but – their de- you saw their defense the last little bit, and they need three-point shooting. <laughs> we saw LeBron shooting in the playoffs, yeah. bro. God, that fourth quarter was terrible for he just, him. He just needs to be on a team that desperately needs three-point shooting. So, I again, I keep coming back to the Grizzlies because what do the Grizzlies need? They need a wing, and they need uh, <laughs> leadership. So I like, think I like the Lakers fit and even uh, a return to play with KD in Phoenix. I think that could go a long way. Miami, too. Yeah, Miami, Miami as well. So, I think those are the three teams to look out for, LA, Phoenix, Miami, on Seth Curry. Uh, let's get into the next one. Uh, let's just real quickly touch on Hamadou Diallo with the Detroit Pistons. Any any thoughts on him? Not a clue. I don't either. I haven't watched Hamadou Diallo since yeah. he ho- hooped for – Shout uh, out to Bleacher Report for doing their thing. You, you feel any type of way about O'Shea Brissett too? No, not at all. I don't, I don't even feel any way about Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes can jump out the gym, but I knew he got into some like trouble or something. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But Jackson Hayes, I'm, we don't need to talk about a fit with him in my opinion. Kyle Kuzma is the one. On, on big, this big list from Bleacher Report. Yeah, he – Washington Wizards, I saw a report come across my phone from BR saying um, that everyone expects them to rebuild, and I looked at the notification. I was like, I've expected them to rebuild the past three years, and they haven't done so. Past three? Go back eight. <laughs> yeah, maybe their change in management will do so. I, I don't know if they change in ownership. I know the GM is out, out of there. Um, Kyle Kuzma needs to move. Where to is the question, and um, I think Cleveland – be another one like i like him at the three can you imagine that yeah it'd be dude it'd be massive evan mobley two uh, small guards and then three massive yeah forwards. kyle kuzma jared allen and also um mobley yeah mobley it'd be amazing that's huge yeah. i like a dallas fit yeah i think that's that's a guy that would definitely make luca be like all right that's at least somebody who knows how to play basketball and then kind of back to one of the questions i posed in coop's corner i think two days ago who do the Bulls build around? If you pick a Levine or DeMar, I wouldn't be opposed to a Kuzma next to them. Um, I like that. Just food for thought. Yeah, I like that. So, I think Dallas, I'd rank that number I one. I like Dallas I like Dallas uh, number one for sure for Kyle Kuzma. They just oh. need anything, bro. 
Kelly Oubre Jr. <laughs> I feel like bro is a free agent every, every year, <laughs> literally every year, because everyone gets him like excited to get Kelly Oubre, and it just doesn't work out. He's been hidden away for the Hornets for the past several years through 48 appearances. He's averaged 20 points, one drilling 51% of his twos. Corner threes, he's 38%, which is good if a contender wants to go out and get a Kelly Oubre. Uh, he missed 24 games last year. I don't know, man. Kelly Oubre. <sighs> Again, he's a free agent every year. I just don't know him. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. I don't know what he's looking for. As far as a contender, I just don't want him in my locker room, to be quite honest. Yeah. It's nothing he's done. It's just every team he's been on has not been a winner, yeah. really. Yes, he was on Golden State for a brief period, but the year Steph was there beside him, they got bounced in the play-in. Yeah. That happened. It's a year that Warriors fans forget, but it happened. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how. Shout out Xavier Tillman. You got anything in mind for Kelly? No, not at all. Neither. Maybe Taiwan with Dwight. <laughs> it's crazy. Dwight making that video of saying killing it. Yeah, Dwight is literally PR just gold. listing off names. I think we got a super in chat, so we got to uh, shout out some people. Sorry, y'all, I ain't been in chat. In I got minute. the list of. So. Let's see. Uh, I'm sure to leave a like on stream right now. We're on the road to 250k. Only Memphis, my guy. Shout out yeah. to you. Shout only, out Memphis. only Memphis. Appreciate you so much. Anybody that says it's a super, we got to shout him out. And only Memphis is an OG here. He uh, big fan of the Chris Vernon show as well. Only Memphis, you're a real one. Glad we're from the same city and all that. You're the best, for real. Queso, good to see you in here. Amy, yet again. So many familiar faces. Love y'all. All right, let's get to the next one. I'll let you introduce the next. Next one, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves backup big man, Nas Reed. I like Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Before he got hurt, was playing he's some cold. damn good basketball. He, he, he's a hooper. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's smaller size center, but he just plays really well. Every he's I feel a, like every time I see him play, he's playing. He's out a of his bulldog, mind. and you know as soon as he enters the game, yeah, it, like it just a flip switches. I like Miami first off because they have no backup center. <laughs> like I'm sorry, they don't. Uh, and I would I think his mentality fits. I think to be a starter, I'm gonna go back to your Dallas. Okay. I, I no, I'd love that. They've been searching for an actual center. Nas Reed, if I'm him, I'm like, I want to get a bag. I don't want to be behind anybody anymore. I'm, I'm going to go to Dallas Mavericks, play with Luka Doncic. I like, Kyrie, right? I like Dallas a lot. If uh, Phoenix moves off of uh, DeAndre Ayton like they should, ooh, Nas Reed would fit. Ooh, ooh, yes, they Because yes, he can would. also spread the floor. Yeah, Dallas and Phoenix would Space the floor. Be. Sorry, not spread. <laughs> yeah, it works. You know what I meant. I got you saying. <laughs> yeah, what you were saying for sure. Speaking oh. of the Mavericks, bro, Christian Wood's going to be a free agent. Um, he, he's definitely the one that needs to be playing with Dwight Howard. <laughs> Christian Wood's definitely out of there, too, because Jay Kidd just completely abandoned him at the end of last season. Bro. He's literally a defensive liability. <laughs> like, he he's is. a great scorer. Like, I like him as a guy – like, I like him as a big sixth man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you typically don't see a big man be a sixth man, but I like him as that. Right. Um, unless you just have four really good defenders around him to right. start. But I don't know. Christian was such a polarizing player. You said defensive liability. Dallas with Christian Wood on the floor, 126 defensive rating. Horrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. He's only 27. I guess you got that going for you. But once you start to hit this age and you're not a winning player, he was, I believe, Detroit, Detroit Houston, yeah. and now Dallas who missed the play in last year. It's Quite unfortunate. But, yeah, those are the ten free agents that need to get out. Pretty very, very interesting conversation. Place. Any yeah. place for Christian Wood? I kind of lean – I'm trying to think of, like, the best defensive team. I could see a Miami. Like, that would semi-work. Yeah. Um, I could see a Boston, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, if Al Horford ends up leaving, like, mm-hmm. he could fill a similar role to Al Horford. Al Horford plays significantly better defense. But, um, I don't know. There's just not many teams that are just strictly defensive guys, and they need scores. maybe next to Miles Turner in Indiana. I maybe, yeah, maybe that. like that's a smaller market, and like they're on the rise. So I don't think he would be detrimental to Tyrese. Him and Buddy Hield on the floor would be something. To, oh yeah, that'd dude. be yikes! Man, some traffic cones. Absolutely, some of them busted ones that have been run over a few times too. Yeah, Miles exactly. Turner, they really don't move. <laughs> you crazy? Uh, those are ten free agents that we think should leave. Another one. Speaking of free agents, Chris Paul, oh, no. a couple hours before he went on air, just he just got waived. He had two years left on that four-year, $120 million deal with the franchise. Uh, a, a report came out after uh, him getting waived saying that he says he has plenty of years left. He's not retiring at all. My three destinations for CP3, the point guard, the Lakers, 
since they're moving off D'Angelo Russell, that would be a significant upgrade for them. The Boston Celtics sure up that point guard spot. I love Marcus Smart, but you need somebody to feed Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Chris Paul could get you in that offense, and their half court would elevate out of isolation basketball, in my opinion. Uh, and the Miami Heat, obviously an upgrade from Kyle Lowry. So that's a Lakers, Celtics, and Miami Heat for CP3. So you still see CP3 as a starting point guard on a championship team? Absolutely. Okay. Like, I'm not talking about like a second best player, maybe not even a third, but I think he can be a third next to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And same with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So, actually, I'm not even going to say that. He's definitely an upgrade over Kyle Lowry, even though Kyle Lowry's had really good games in the playoffs. But, like, he definitely is going to have to get to the point. Like, yes, I'm fine if you still have a lot left in the tank. I think Chris Paul does. It's just the you need to be someone who has to understand that you are prob- you probably can – be that type of guy that plays 20 to 25 minutes. You're, mm-hmm. I don't think he needs to think, like, I'm going to a team to be a starting point guard and I'm playing 35 minutes a game anymore. Like, I think he's got to get I think that mindset out. the Lakers keeping a Dennis Schroeder in their back pocket, Boston keeping a yeah. Malcolm Brogdon in their back pocket. You don't want to rely so heavily on him because he's going to break down in the playoffs, right? So you have to be yeah. able to withstand that. I think Boston without Chris Paul obviously can make it to the NBA Finals, and same with the Lakers. I think they still are great enough to do that. But if you add him to that mix, if they can afford it, I would love those two spots. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. You got any spots for him? I mean, the spot I told you off air. Oh, but God. I don't know if I want to pose that hypothetical. Let's pose it. Um, I'll let you pose it. And make sure to throw in the Ty Jones thing because with him on the roster, it doesn't make any no, sense. No, no, So, obviously, with Tyus Jones on the Grizzlies roster, backup point guard's really never been a difficulty for us. Um, and in this scenario, Chris Paul would be coming in to be a backup point guard. But uh, I just feel like getting a veteran point guard in Chris Paul – would be the most beneficial thing for John Murray. Yes, Tyus Jones is a veteran in the sense of he's been in the league longer, but just, like, the years of maturity, I feel like. Yes, Tyus is mature, but, like, I feel like the years that Chris Paul has would just be something that John needs. And I feel like Tyus's value is – his value is at an all-time high every time he comes off the bench for us because he's a starting caliber point guard. And a team like Boston would definitely want him, and we could – I don't know what we would trade for, but, like – I feel like there is a world where I know what we trade for. What would you trade for? A wing. His name Jalen Brown. OG. Uh, I'm fine with that, but OG's on Toronto, so I, I mean you could do a three-team trade. There's a lot yeah. of things that you could do, but I definitely can see a world where now that Chris Paul's available and he's if his price range isn't obviously outrageous because I mean you are a 36-year-old man, so like, and also Toronto's going to have to replace Van Fleet. So that's just going to throw that there. That's it. And if they don't end up trading OG and Pascal. And don't go full rebuild Tyus mode. And, Tyus and Scotty Barnes. Tyus would work. I mean, throw that in there. so like that's the thing. Tyus is a, cali- a starting caliber point guard Absolutely. in this league. So Everyone, you can milk that and be like, hey, Chris Paul, you're still going to play probably 15, 20, 25 minutes a game. But come mentor John Morant, more importantly. You're going to be on a contender. So you can have a potential chance to get a ring. You, you're playoff proven. We've seen you be able to play which we haven't really gotten to see out of a lot of our bench guys, which that would help us tremendously, mm-hmm. you can still run an offense. Like, I feel like that would be a good selling point if the Grizzlies would were to get off Tyus Jones, which we all know Memphis loves their guys. <laughs> Everyone knows that he's led the league in assist-to-turnover yep. ratio for a long, long time. I, long time. I love that idea. Chris Paul, if you're going to bring him into Memphis, you have to move off to Tyus, and I think you get something hefty in return for him. Yeah. And as far as him being a sort of big brother thing to Ja Morant, I would love that he could teach Ja, you know, everything that you need to know of how to handle money, how to handle the pressure of representing the city, yeah. and also just the simple things in life, you know, how to how to eat properly, how to get the proper rest, and do things that you need to do on the road. Speaking of big brother, um, you told me something very interesting. You, you watched Damian Lillard's full interview. We'll talk about Dame and what he said about a potential trade a little bit later on. But Dame got asked, what would you do if you could change anything in the NBA right now? And I thought his answer was so on par with everything that's happened with Josh. I'm going to let you uh, unfold his answer. Yeah, so for those of y'all that didn't see it, it was Showtime, and I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. But um, The Last Stand. The Last Stand, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It was probably around like the 20-ish minute mark, but the question was, if you were the NBA commissioner, what would be something you would change? And he, he like didn't even think about it. He literally just goes, I think every team needs like a Udonis Haslam. He was like, uh, I would make it a must to have a veteran on the team, a guy that knows 
what it's like, a guy that's been there, done that, a guy that has to be respected in the locker room. Um, just somebody that he don't even have to hoop is what he said. He was like, but he can hoop if you need him to. But he was like, just somebody that can look at all these guys because we're bringing in 18 to 20-year-olds every year. And he's like, it's just unhealthy for them to not have somebody in their corner Absolutely. that they need to be respect, that they need to go to for advice. Um, and it's a similar mold. To, I, I remember somebody saying that the big uh, – Kevin Garnett and Tony Allen, they were like, there needs to be a big brother, big sister type situation in the NBA. Because he's like, there's just too many young guys struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Damian Lillard said that. Then he went on to uh, go into the John Morant thing, and he didn't even say much. He was like, you know, I have advice for him, but everybody and their mother has advice for him right now, so I'm just going to keep it to myself. But he was like, it's just unfortunate that young guys have to – learn from their mistakes like that. He and but he ended with saying that's not going to affect Josh's career. He was like he's a superstar. It's it's not going to affect his career. I love that. Um and that answer was so perfect oh, it's awesome. because that's what we wanted Jay Crowder to be before he got traded. Yeah. And, and you look at all great teams like KD and you listen to Kobe, you listen to all the greats in the league, they had a veteran. Charles Barkley has a history of talking about Moses Malone shedding that weight off him, something Zion nope. Williamson does not have right now. Nobody is comfortable enough to watch, walk up to Zion and say, hey, what are you doing? And yeah. obviously his ex-Instagram model, which we'll talk about too later, is not afraid to say so something. Wild. But he needs a Moses Malone, bro. To like, yeah, he needs something. He does need something. Uh, stay on the topic of Damian Lillard, bro. He had something in- very interesting to say on that podcast. Yeah. Um, during that interview, he was asked once again about his future with the Blazers, and his answer was pretty uh, shocking to many. Uh, the star point guard is under contract until 2026. We all know that. Uh, he's made it clear to Portland. If yep. they're going to rebuild, I don't know if I want to be there, so just keep that in mind because the interview host questioned Lillard about his desire trade out of these four teams who would he want to go to most out of these four teams and the host listed the new york knicks the brooklyn nets the miami heat or the boston celtics dame replied without hesitation because they had been talking about the finals uh miami obviously and he he added in there brooklyn too because they both have capable rosters so the one that everyone's been talking about the boston celtics and a trade for jalen brown he did not choose them out of four. He, he listed the Brooklyn Nets and the Miami Heat. Now, he did add that Bam Adebayo he's close with, same yep. with Mikel Bridges, uh, if you want to throw that in there. But obviously at the end of this, he got asked, are you a trailblazer uh, starting the season next year? And he said, yes. Shout out to you for watching the whole thing and telling me that. But, yeah, I just thought it was very interesting that all these ties to the Boston Celtics that Damian Lillard has, yeah. he, he picked Miami and Brooklyn over it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was quick, too. I mean, he was like, Bam's my boy, and they got a capable roster, obviously. And then he was like, Mikhail's my boy, too, so I'd love to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, the kudos to the guy that was hosting this show. I'm sorry, I forgot his name already. but um, It's Brian something. He's the guy who fills in on for Mike Greenberg on Get Up, which I had no oh, idea man. he had a podcast. I had no idea. He, oh, I didn't know he had a podcast until I <laughs> went and looked yeah, it up. Same. But um, shout-out to him. I mean, he posed questions to a point where, I mean, it's not like – blatantly saying, all right, who you want to get traded to? He was just like, look, these are the rumors. If you, if it was one of these four, if something were to happen, mm-hmm. like, I mean, he did, he just did a great job of like, um, posing these questions to get answers out of Damian Lillard. And obviously Damian Lillard did exactly what he needed to do on that podcast. I mean, he just put it out there. Um, and I, I personally don't think he will be in a Portland trailblazers uniform next year. But if he is, that means Portland just had the greatest offseason in their history. Exactly. You and I have talked about this a ton. And I brought the point up to you today. Because Dame, he had said on this podcast, we I feel like assets-wise, we have all the assets we need to go build a contender. Yep. And my response to that is, if everybody knows you have to get rid of something, they're not going to offer you a ton for it because yep. they know you have to get rid of it. They know you're going to take like, the best offer. For example, if I I drive a Mustang, if you know that I already have a new car, I just want to get rid of it. And then I asked you, I asked you for two hundred grand for the Mustang. You'd be like, hell no, you have to get rid of it. I'll pay you one thousand dollars. <laughs> like you know, I have to get rid of you it. You know, you just want to get rid. And of it, yeah. you know, to compare it to football, Aaron Rodgers. That's why that shit lasted so long because the New York Jets knew that Green Bay had to get rid of A-Rod. So we're not, we're not giving you up, you know, yeah. a massive package. And they didn't. They got away with it. Yeah, they basically traded him for a second-round pick. Exactly. <laughs> so as good as that number three pick is, you could get Scoot Henderson. 
But I don't think any team in the league is going to give up a star or a, some massive package that the Trailblazers could, at the snap of a finger, turn into a contender. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to I think you have certain pieces that maybe a team that has players that they're willing to get rid of to start a rebuild would do. For instance, the Raptors. Right. If you could get an OG Ananobi and give up like a Shaden Sharp or Anthony Simons and then some other stuff, I feel like a team would be okay with that. Right. Um, but it's also one of those things that we don't know what those teams' mentalities are towards rebuilds or something like that. Like, I'll throw this team out there. I would potentially like to see the Chicago Bulls get involved in the Damian Lillard sweet space, but in the sense of they're taking on that third overall pick or they're taking on Anthony Simons or they're taking on Shane Sharp and they're giving up a Zach Levine or mm. a – DeMar DeRozan. Now, I don't, I don't we like We know they're sticks. not giving up Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, they want Vucevic. So, maybe Scoot Henderson with Vucevic is going to be a different thing. But, I don't know. There's just teams out there that I think if the right if they give the right offer, the Trailblazers will be like, all right, screw it. Let's go for it. Right. Um, but you have to do everything right. Mm. Everything right this offseason. Um, and I'd start with OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam and then work my way uh, and just find something to do. I like the Jeremy Grant fit, but – you got to get rid of. Uh, I'm uh, I'm blanking on the center. Nurkic, you got to get rid of him. That is a must happen. It yeah. has to. Mm-hmm. He's been garbage. And oh, you yeah. got rid of Josh Hart, who you probably should. And what do you you got to make a decision on Jeremy Grant as well? Yeah, uh, for sure. He's a better fit than at least Nurkic. Speaking of bigger men, I think I'm ready for the Zion Williamson segment. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, ready to do some uh, Twitter reads? Yep, we're gonna do some Twitter reads. So Zion Williamson, those of you that don't know, he's been twin, uh, tr- trending on Twitter the past several days, and this is why he announced that he's going to have a child. Zion is going to be a big daddy. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> and now he seems to be sorting kind of a hot water about <laughs> being a big daddy. I love how PG you're keeping <laughs> Yeah, and that's because... It's not about to be PG. This is no, I know. this it's is about her. To be X. This is her profession. I'm not just saying it. Porn star Mariah Mills called him out on Twitter for allegedly seeing her at the same time as the mother of his child. Shocker! An NBA player is not loyal to the mother. Shocker! They never watched the Kardashian show. Exactly. So again, Zion announced the birth of his child. He's going to be a father, and now a porn star Mariah Mills is upset on Twitter about it. Just to give you some context, this all came to light because of Mariah Mills being upset with the baby's mother and Zion Williamson. And it all started with a simple tweet, congrats Zion, happy for you. And it came with a screenshot of Zion's Snapchat saying, love you in these jeans, I'm going to FaceTime you in a little bit so we can talk about you moving here. That's what she tweeted out. It quickly got worse. Because I hate you on God, Zion Williamson. Looks like you've been had a girlfriend and sleeping with other women behind my back, you liar. Again, I'm going to reiterate her profession. She's literally a porn star. I mean, Zion must be good. Yeah. And she's mad about Zion not being faithful. Yeah. When she does that shit in front of the camera. (laughs) Just saying. Sorry, children. (laughs) I'm not going to read. It's literally a string of like 35 tweets and a lot of... um, Explicits. Yeah, explicits. Explicatives. Yeah. Um, Either or. She, uh, one of these tweets, couldn't even impregnate a real porn star, which is hilarious. Oh, my God. Wait, are they both porn stars? <laughs> yeah. And one of my favorites said, no, I, I don't know. I don't know who the other woman is. My, one of my favorites said, I motivated you to get back in shape. I let you F me all kinds of way and film me on your phone at Zion Williamson. And one thing is, I motivated you to get, get back in, in shape. shape. Bro's not in shape. Bro is not in shape. Bro is not in shape. This is wild. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the, uh, this is the last one, and I, I, I'm i done reading them. It, it's a paragraph. I'm just going to read the first line. I let you spit in my mouth last week, and then it, goes, the into, saw, yeah. it goes into a bunch of other stuff. And my comment to that, I heard Chris Vernon talking today. He goes, damn, if he was spitting in her mouth, I think like a piece of shrimp or a beignet would come out. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Zion can't catch a break, bro. And motivated him to do what? Play 20 games in the last three seasons? Hey, what are I we doing here? Is shout out to Zion for taking the, all the weight and all the story and all the headlines off of this man right here. Oh, my God, Thank dude. Thank you for being dumb. Yeah, what a freaking idiot. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that is... It's just beyond crazy. Shout out Raziel Diaz. He goes W Zion. Absolutely hilarious. But yeah, that's all I'm going to read there. That shit was so funny to me. You ready for our segments? Yeah, let's get into uh, it. How, looks, do we, how do we transition Yeah, to that? Cooper, we're not. We're just going to go into our segments. <laughs> I look over. Cooper's a little red. Um, oh, Lord. Shout out Zion. Just something I was not expecting to be news today. Obviously, no. like announcing that he's going to be a father seems so great. And then your past seems to hit. She posted like her in New Orleans last week, all these receipts. And she did post like a conversation between her and Zion basically saying, um, I think it was so funny. Hold on. Where the hell was it? I'll have to find it. But it was about her moving up there. And she was acting like it was all romantic and stuff. And it just was not at all. Uh, said how much I got to pay you. Yeah, here, this is what it was. She she did this with like a bunch of dead flowers and uh, broken hearts. She goes, Zion said, when you move, how much do you expect me to pay you per month? I'm, But I'm super excited. <laughs> so she was going to move to New Orleans and Zion was going to keep her on salary. And For then, what? And then he added in, I'm super excited. Because that's, that's what NBA players do to a lot of these women, bro. Are you serious? Yes, dude. Like you ever hear like in rap songs Like I'm gonna buy you a bag Or like I'm gonna buy you your favorite purse Or whatever That's what they do They just spend thousands of dollars On these women That's insanity Now me and you One we don't have thousands of dollars But two We actually want the woman to like us back For something other than money Money yeah Yeah. (laughs) But Oh no that's insane Poor Zion man I, I, no wonder he doesn't feel like Zion. He's got Mariah Mills hanging off of him. You remember that interview where he said, I just don't feel like Zion. That's why I'm not out there. <laughs> just spitting in people's mouth and shit. Oh, Lord. Anyways, transition into uh, Jack in the Box. <laughs> Let's get back to sports. What's in the box? <laughs> we know you're not doing that. <laughs> that's a that's a Hall of Fame SNL skit. Yeah. But uh, Jack in the Box, I give you guys five true or false statements. And you tell me, obviously, whether they're true or false. Speaking of tonight's NBA Finals, Game 3 will be the signature Jimmy game of this year's series. So I'm going to go false, and that's because I have the Nuggets winning tonight. Um, Granted, Jimmy could have a signature game, but if Jimmy has a signature game and they lose, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, I, I have a strange feeling if Tyler Hero is, in fact, plugged back into this rotation um, it's gonna mess some things up, and I, I told you yesterday I prefer him to come in for Tyler or for Jimmy's minutes, because because the ball's been in Jimmy's hands, and I'd rather Tyler Hero come in and be like, all right, get you some shots. But if it's not going down, we're gonna take you out mm-hmm. and be quick leash with it. But I just feel like Denver after that last game, after hearing Michael Malone and hearing like just the interviews and everything, I'm like, dude, this team is going to come out pissed. And I, I think Denver's going to come out. Why are you laughing? Sorry, I'm just still laughing at Zion. I know, I'm trying to keep his tray phase. That's why I'm like, my thoughts are like not coming fast enough. <laughs> what you got, though? I have false. You and I predictions the same. I got false as well. Because I think the Jimmy signature game, if they do it, there's no shot. It's different than other superstars. Like, Jokic, when he goes for 40, the Nuggets are 0-3. If Jimmy's gone for 40 or 50 points... Miami Heat are winning, bro. Yeah. And I think I got the Nuggets in this one as well. I expect a Hall of Fame effort out of them tonight, especially with the way Michael Malone was talking to his post-game presser, talking about effort. How was that a problem in the finals? Jamal Murray responds. Nikola Jokic obviously responds. I think the role players respond. Contavious Caldwell-Pope was horrible, especially fouling people. Uh, on three-point attempts. I think the role players get right in Miami. Yes, it's going to be somewhat of a hornet's nest, but I think Denver will be fine withstand it. Oh, and that's a Rottweiler doing down there. Uncaged, yeah. unfit. For sure, and I think I think Miami gets game four. I don't know about game three, though. Yeah, I think I think it's going back to Denver 2-2. I do, too. But I do not think Miami gets it tonight, so I'm going to say false. Second true or false statement, Chris Paul will win an NBA championship. True. 
I say true too. I think this is the best thing for him. Defensively, it didn't make too much sense. Much sense. Yeah, around <laughs> KD and Devin Booker. I think they're going to struggle uh, early stages without Chris Paul, but long term, I think they're better for it, especially moving off him making $30 million the next two years, being able to waive him, get him off of that contract. Uh, but yeah, I think he wins it either in Boston or LA. Um, I think he will win one, and I think it'll be with Memphis. Okay. I mean, you pose a, you pose a, you. I don't know where he goes, but I just really want there to be a world where Chris Paul at least gets one. I do too. I just want there to be a world where he doesn't break down in the playoffs. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. He'd have to become a backup point guard if he wants to do that. If I'm being completely honest, like he's not gonna be able to sustain playing 30 minutes anymore. I just right. don't think so. Damian Lillard will be a Blazer in two years. Definitely not in two years, because his contract's up in two years. Am I wrong? I think he, I think he's yeah. No, he signed a two year extension, I believe, through twenty twenty six. Three years left. Okay. Yeah. I still say no. Uh, I just if he does if he doesn't get traded this all season, I definitely don't think they will do enough that automatically makes him a championship contender. And I just see a world where he's going to be like he's going to let the, like if they have the perfect off season, which we've already talked about, if they somehow have that. And they still don't win. I think he's gonna be like, all right, screw it. Mm-hmm. I've been loyal to the soil. I'm out. This, how I envision it going, if he returns to the Portland Trail Blazers, all Dame wants is a puncher's chance. He'll get convinced somehow that Portland has a puncher's chance when they don't. They will start off eleven and five. He'll get some hope by All Star break. They'll be twenty and thirty, and he'll win out again for another mediocre, below par ass team. And next off season, all of this will happen again. I mean, we have our – you mentioned earlier about the, the number three overall pick. You're like, everybody knows you're going to have to trade that, so right. you can't even keep it. Damian, because they Damian made Lillard, it – Damian Lillard's higher asset than number three pick. I completely agree. So, I mean, you could really mooch. Yes. <laughs> I mean, his value has never you been You could higher. literally build around Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, what you get back for Damian Lillard, Jalen Brown maybe – or and even Anthony, You could get rid of Anthony Simons. Get rid of Anthony Simons, get something in return for that. Like the rebuild – like. You're quick. talking about like a starting line for that? That'd be the perfect starting line yeah. for a rebound. It'd be nice. It's best for both worlds. I just don't understand. Uh, the Celtics can win a title with Brown and Tatum. True or false? Yeah. I mean, they got so close. I understand they fizzled out really bad against the Warriors, but so did everybody but the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that team really – they need consistency, and not necessarily in the players, but they need consistency in the coaching and in the front office. I feel like that's been – we talked about the Ime Odoka being a dark cloud, and obviously for the majority of the season it really wasn't. Then all of a sudden that was their excuse when they were down 3-0, um, which is not what I, not ideal because I just feel like that's just lazy and you're being a baby because you're getting thumped. <laughs> but, like, they've been there before. I mean, you don't make it to conference championship after conference championship for five years running if you're not capable of winning. So they are capable, I but I do believe that it's going to be that perfect storm. And I just feel like they keep getting yeah. screwed. And I think the overreaction was crazy about Jalen Brown, especially after that game seven. Jalen Brown, they're still young. He's going to get better. Jason Tatum's going to get better yeah. even. And I think with them getting better, continuing to build the best roster they can, they can win a title for sure. Uh, last true or false statement, Draymond Green will retire a warrior. Can I take the lame answer? No, you can take it. Yeah, say true. It'll be true because he's going to go somewhere else and then he's going to sign a 10-day contract with the Warriors and retire Okay, as a that's a cop-out. Yeah. That's what I said. Okay. I said can I take the lame answer. I thought the lame answer would be like, yeah, true. He's going to stay. No, I don't think he stays. Okay. So, theoretically, false. if we're, if we're Your taking... Your answer is false. If we're taking out the sign a 10-day contract and retire a Warrior, because that jersey's going to be retired in the rafters one day probably. Yeah. I Fair. don't think he stays. I, I really don't think they have a way to make enough money to keep both him and Clay. Bill Simmons brought up on his podcast back in March talking about he thinks Draymond wants to go to Dallas and team up with Luka. How would you like that? Oh. That pick and roll would be fun to watch. It would be, but it's interesting because I feel like it take the ball pressure off of Luka. Too. It would definitely take the ball pressure off of Luka, but I feel like Luka is so good with the ball in his hand. Like, I mean, we watched this dude put up a 60-point triple-double right. because he's so good with the ball in his hand. Like, I feel like taking that away from him would be a little different, and I don't know if I necessarily want him running off ball as much as Steph. So it would be a little different, but I feel like Draymond's easily adaptable yeah. to what he needs to do. And he gives 110% every time he's out there. Exactly. 
Shout out to Jaren for shedding some light on why ISO players are so good. Shout out to him. I thought that podcast was good, by the way. Chris and all them were hating on it. Were they really? Yeah. Rosers was like, yo, it's so boring. And I was like, of course. He thought it was boring. That was one of my favorite podcasts. I agree, bro. I agree. We can get into your topics now. All right. I'm trying to. After that, I might might change change up the order. Um, yeah, I'm going to. All right. I'm going to name. I have five players on this list. Who is the more capable player of being a number one scorer on a winning basketball team? And by winning, I mean championship team. So the five players. I have Jalen Green, Tyler Hero, Emmanuel Quickly, Tyrese Maxey, and Desmond Bain. I know your answer, but I'm just curious. Who's capable of being the number one The number scorer? one scorer on a championship team. Like down the road. Yeah. Okay. Jalen Green. Hmm. I want to say him. I just he has no vets or anything that has built like a winner out a of a winning him. mentality. Yeah, yeah, like a like a Mamba mentality of sorts. So that concerns me with him. Um, and IQ and Tyrese Maxey, I don't think like their potential is enough for them to be a number one scorer. I think Jalen Green, his potential is enough to do so. Desmond Bain continues to improve year on year. And who was the fifth one? Uh, um, Tyler Hero. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler I, I, Tyler I put in the category of IQ and Tyrese Maxey. I don't think they have the ceiling. But I think Jalen Green does. And Desmond Bain, the way he's improved that, wouldn't, I think one, two would be Jalen Green. and then Desmond Bain? Uh, yeah, Desmond Bain. I'd probably – I'm similar to you. I do think Emmanuel Quickly and Ty, Tyler Hero especially are – Better suited as guys off the bench to be microwaves. Oh, I, just, I think I think Tyrese Maxey could be a Robin. I think he could be a number oh, no, no, no. two. I yeah. think I think uh, Maxey could be a Robin. I meant quickly, quickly, and here I put I like them better as a microwave off the bench. Mm-hmm. I just really do. Like yes, put the ball in their hand by all means, but number one scorer on the bench. I, I like agree. them being the guy that man. We're not making any shots tonight. Mm-hmm. Get off the bench. Go in. Get and, us some points. And IQ was just a shrinking violet in these playoffs. Oh. I mean, I didn't hear his name. Uh, Bad. Yeah, I almost thought he was injured. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> and then I I just think with what we've seen out of Desmond Bain, so Desmond Bain would be the guy I'd put number one. I'd probably even put Maxi above Jalen Green right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Jalen Green could be a one option. I like him better as a Robin. He can be a Robin. I think he has similar. He can be as good as Jalen Brown can, has been. Um, but Desmond Bain like went from being a guy that everybody was like, oh, he's a great catch and shooter. Then he went to, oh, my gosh, he can control the ball and handle a pick and roll. And then he's turned into downhill Dez. Exactly. Where he can do it by himself, isolation ball. He can dribble, catch you off the dribble, shoot it from mid-range, or he can just go all the way to the basket and hoop on you. No. Like, he is turning into an all-around basketball player, and he's not a horrible defender. Like, I just feel like he could be a guy that can win. And it's win. on amazing efficiency, too. Yeah. Yes, he's putting up over 20-plus points a game, but he's doing it on great efficiency, and year over year he – find something to get yeah. better at and he can defend well too. exactly and i mean like you just i love that point you just made he finds something every year to get better at you've told me like every day like off air obviously but you're like desmond bain is literally at the finals right now like this man it has no foot because yeah. he's in a boot and he's still watching the soaking finals. in basketball and two weekends ago bro was on his back patio watching watching film bro you know what NBA player on a Saturday night is sitting on their back patio watching film from yeah. the season that just ended? People are on the beach. People are out in L.A. They're they're out and about taking the vacation because the season just ended. Yeah. They start watching film before training camp. Not right now, yeah. bro. That's that's what I that that right there. I think his work ethic is what edges him out over Maxi and Jalen Green. Because no offense to Jalen Green, but like you're on a losing team, and it just doesn't build great mentality. Like I mean. Uh, I really love this podcast because I'm literally about to mention it again. Jaron literally said the first few years in the Grizzlies were hard because of how bad they were losing, but because of Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley, it didn't affect him now. Yeah, Jalen Green doesn't have a Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley. I knew John Morant had a problem when he was talking about his vets his rookie year. Bro was bringing up Anthony Tolliver. I was like, yeah, we got a serious problem here. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bro, dude. I remember Anthony Tolliver starting games after yeah, Jaron like, tore his meniscus in the bubble. Aaron Tolliver cannot be the Anthony, veteran on yeah. your team. Or, yeah, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> I remember him. Bro, and he's literally I, logged 10 minutes all year. Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden starting in the bubble. Yeah, yeah. my word. Um. But Jalen Green, I still, I still, uh, I'm just the potential guy. No, he definitely. Out has of those five potential. guys, I think he could, 
he could be a 27, 28 point per game score. I do believe Oh, that. no. I, he just hasn't done it efficiently because, yeah. granted, their I coach, mean, they literally did not run. It did not even look like they were running plays oh, out there. That man was standing on the sideline wishing he was somewhere else yeah. every game. I literally, I told Silas, you every game, I was like, dog, yeah. I would hate to be Steven Silas. And he got thrown into a f- terrible job. Horrible too. situation. Yeah, for sure. It's a good question. Next, Next one. Which NFL team and which NBA team do you believe will take the biggest jump from this past season to the next? NFL's team, I think the easy one is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, they took the Chiefs down to the wire in the playoffs. They made the playoffs. They won the division. I think they run away with that division this year. Yeah. The Jets, you can make an easy case for, too, because Aaron Rodgers, you just insert him on that team. Yeah, they could make a serious jump. Um, NBA, Oklahoma City Thunder. For sure. Okay. They they barely miss a playoffs for the play in. You add Chet Holmgren to that. Uh Shea gets another year under his belt. Uh same with Josh Giddy. I think they could make some noise. Same with Detroit. Uh making the Monty Williams hire. Cade Cunningham comes back. They're gonna have a big jump from sixteen wins. One thousand yeah, if they don't, something went <laughs> yeah, horribly wrong. Absolutely. Um I'll start with NBA since you just finished on it. I, I, your face is going to immediately change as soon as I name this team, but I do think the Indiana Pacers are going to take a jump. I don't know if it'll be the biggest, but they will take a jump. A full like they just had a full year of Tyrese and Miles Turner and Buddy Hield, mm-hmm. um, Benedict Matherin, and this team looked really good. Nim Hard even was really good as a second round uh, rookie. I think they're all going to take another step. They're going to have another offseason under their belt, get some more assets. Um, we mentioned the Kuzma thing earlier. I love that. Um, I just feel like they can do a lot to continue improving on this team, and they were that close last year, and then obviously Halliburton went out. But I, another team that you and I love a lot, Orlando. I feel mm. like Orlando can easily have a massive leap because they were one of the better second-half teams that year, and you saw their rookies developing. You saw some chemistry. You saw core being formed. They definitely, if they just make one or two little changes to that roster, they can definitely be an easy playoff. Absolutely. play At least a play-in lock. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL-wise – I thought you were really going to take my answer because I feel like it's super easy. I, Chicago Bears, the offseason they've had thus far with getting DJ Moore, um, still getting a really capable guy in the NFL draft. Just uh, Justin Fields was awesome last year, and he's getting help offensively, um, and they've started building that defense out a little bit. I definitely think that team will compete and if most likely win that division next year because I don't think Green Bay is going to be worth a poop. Detroit's going to be their biggest – Right. I think Detroit, it'll be Chicago and Detroit, number do you one think, and number two. Do you think the off, uh, offensive line will get significantly better? I think so. Like, I, I really think it has to start there. They got, they got everything else. And they got they got the best offensive lineman from the Tennessee Titans and Nate Davis, the guard, um, which is another reason why Tennessee is going to be so bad. If we were, if I flipped the question and we said, which team is going to have the worst season? I'm literally not watching a game, bro. I'm oh, not. we have NFL Sunday ticket and five TVs yeah. in this place. It'll at least be on one. We'll have red zone on. They won't even pop up. <laughs> It's just not going to be close. <laughs> they They're never part. getting in the red zone. <laughs> this isn't a part of Coop's Corner, but it will definitely become a question soon. Uh, but who has a worse season, Cardinals or Tennessee Titans? Titans. The Cardinals, really? The Cardinals have a quarterback, bro. But, they're dude, I've literally seen, like, reports saying the Cardinals will win absolutely zero games next year. Huh. That's – okay. I'll, I'll Kyler's good enough to get you – At least a, one or two. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't know. Throw. They have <laughs> – Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and effing Will Levis on the same <laughs> roster right now. You cannot – you have to cut one of them. So you're going to cut your second-round pick from – like it, none of, nothing they do right now makes sense. And they're still trying to get rid of Derek Henry. And the GM's opening statement saying you can't win championships by throwing the football was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was like, have you not turned on the TV and watched a Chiefs? Literally every yeah. Super Bowl winner has had like – not a great running back, but they've had a running game. Facts. The dumbassery is just ridiculous. Yeah. Last one's an easy one for you. Like, get it's, it. it's more personal. Uh, I'm a, I always try to fit at least one personal one so that people can know us a little bit better. I like that. Uh, you and I played sports growing up, obviously. Some <laughs> had uh, some had numbers, some didn't. Obviously, wrestling, we didn't have numbers. Uh, we had weight classes. <laughs> we didn't get to choose those. Yeah, no, we yeah. did. But, yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, what number did you choose, and why? Like, what was the reasoning or the story behind a number? I'm assuming you chose the same number if it was available, but what was the number you would choose? 17 would was, like, my dad's number. He used to, like, race motorcycles for a living, so I'd always choose 17. 
Uh, and then I had two other numbers I love. Number one, because I just like the number one. And number three, because you know why. Ellen Iverson, bro. I, I would choose three and 17 were my go-tos. I didn't know 17. I knew three. I, yeah. didn't, know, I didn't know 17. Seven, almost any like sport I was playing outside of basketball, like baseball or anything, like football, I was always 17. But basketball, I'd try to go three. That was dope. Mine, mine was 22. Um, and obviously, y'all know I'm a Cowboys fan. It was not for Emmitt Smith. Um, it was actually for uh, when I first started watching football, about six, seven years old. Uh, that team, the Ole Miss team, had Dexter McCluster. Mm. And the reason I loved him was because he was about five seven, five eight. He was electric. And he was awesome. And it was one of those things that I'm like, all right, I'm super small. I can still be good. And that was just kind of the reasoning behind why I loved him so much. Like, I literally – I, I literally remember that team, and he's. I still follow him on Instagram. Like he was the very first like mm. athlete I followed on anything. Mm. Like, and so every time I got to wear twenty two, it'd be that number. Like I just always went for that. Do you remember Trevon Boykin, the, yeah, the quarterback TCU? TCU? Yeah. He was one of my first followers on Instagram. You I used know to why love I Trevon Boykin, NCAA. No, uh, how Alex Green would literally go pick up Trevon Boykin in Madden. Dude would be a 50-something overall, but he have 90 speed, and yeah. Alex would run the triple option with him. I believe it. Trevon Boyk, <laughs> he was cold. And, yeah. What's that kid from West Virginia that everybody loves? Uh, I think he was a wide receiver. You uh, know what I'm talking about, though? Yes. He was like, like a college football legend, for real. Dexter McCluster was good as hell. Yeah. My he, favorite game, which just this is more or less just to poke fun at you, uh, I don't remember if it was the 07-08 season or the 08-09. Tennessee, yeah, I was there. <laughs> you, were at, you were in yeah, Oxford? I was there. This man had like 230 yards and four touchdowns on him, and they literally kept running the inside zone toward the right or to the left, and then they ran the the, uh, spread – or not the spread, the uh, outside zone. They literally – that's all they ran. And they flipped it (laughs) to go to the left behind Mike He had a punt return that game too. Yeah, and he literally – Cuts all the way to the sideline, cuts it back to midfield, cuts it back to the sideline, runs it on the other sideline, literally zigzagged for 75 yards on that team. It was awesome. It was such a good game. I literally remember where I was watching that game. We were downtown because Bethany had, like, some choir concert thing. I remember sitting again down in Oxford, embarrassed as hell, too, and we lost 45-3 to in, like, 2013, whatever year that was. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I remember that. I wasn't at that game, but I remember that. I think Tyler Bray was our quarterback then. Yeah, that team was not. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, let's wrap it on there. Give me a point prediction, chat. Let me know a point prediction for tonight, the NBA Finals. I'm going to go um, 108 to 100, the Denver, Denver Nuggets. 108 to 100. Uh, Nikola Jokic, triple-double. Definitely agree with the Jokic triple-double. I definitely agree with the winner. I'm going to go one. 105 to 97. Love it. Similar, same uh, point differential, but uh, just a little lower score. But I think it'll be a tougher game, but I think I think Nuggets should handle them. I think so, too. I think so, too. I agree on that one. We'll chat. We'll be right back here tomorrow, 530 Central Time. You good to go on that time? Yeah. All right, we'll be right back tomorrow, 530 Central Time. Next week, you and I are going to be at the beach. We will not be here. So tomorrow, 530 will be the last episode for at least a week, so y'all make sure to tune in to the final episode of the week. I Leave cry. a like. You yeah. said the beach. We're gonna be at the beach. We're gonna I'm be, gonna be shut beach. down. <laughs> I'm gonna be. Brain will be powered off for a week. Oh man, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be so nice. Absolutely gonna Relaxing. be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream. We'll see you back here tomorrow.